to death that nefesh that's wrong about literally everything. I'm ready to cut loose myself. <laughs> the Christian experience has to be sacrificed. Mm -hmm. You have to have that soldier attitude. I don't care what they think. I'm here to obey the apostolic commandment. I want to fulfill God's will for my life. Which is the favor that Jesus had from his father by being perfect. Glory. Bless you guys. Thanks for tuning in today. Hope everyone is in the precious presence of the Holy Ghost. And if not, you've tuned into the right place for a tune-up in your soul. Hola, bienvenidos a RLM TV, Florida. Mucho gusto, soy Rebecca. Este es mi esposo, Brandon. Vámonos con nosotros. Ven con nosotros a los a las estrellas Mucho en el cielo, gusto. a la luna y a, al cielo donde está su padre uh, y su el sabor el sabor del sabor de Amen. su fe Jesucristo con su sangre y él está adentro de ti Amen So welcome for those of you who are Spanish speakers uh, we have some more content on the way for you and if you don't speak English, si no se habla inglés, please leave a comment. If you have a friend who doesn't speak English and is interested in this material and learning cosmic righteousness, please leave it in the comments. Uh, send us a link. Join the RLM Facebook group. We have uh, people from all across the world speaking various languages. We may very well have someone who speaks both English and your language who can help you to become a student of righteousness. So if that's you, if that's your friend, please let us know and we will get you the materials that you need to learn cosmic righteousness. Amen. You're learning the secret stairway of the sky. It's written in the book of Song of Songs. There is a stairway. It's called Bethel in Hebrew. This is the very gate of God. And we know that that gate of Bethel is the person of Mashiach. Jesus is the gate, the bridge, the stairway, the ladder, and every rung requires a repentance in our soul to be more like him in order to rise from the dead. Because what is death? Not being like him. What is life? being like him formed in us. The apostolic mandate of the whole New Testament, Apostle Paul says, is I labor tirelessly for all of you until Jesus Christ gets fully formed in you. And he calls it the perfection of the faith. It's the Mashiach completely and totally formed in you, which is simply the living word with all of its radiant glory and its original design for man and woman restored into your souls. God wants to impart his word into you, and through the word, you will experience his glory. Amen. Amen. And if you do speak English, but you don't understand these videos, uh, there are links in the description below where you can learn the language and the vocabulary of wisdom. When the apostle is preaching and speaking and teaching, if there are, term there, there are terms there, any kind of verbiage that you don't understand or if you just kind of feel lost if that's you uh, please don't 
wait another day, go ahead and bookmark the links in the description for the RLM Masterclass. Because when you go through that and familiarize yourself with the language of righteousness and you become a student of righteousness, you're going to begin to understand some of those terms, not just in terms of definitions and memorizing vocabulary, but living and walking and breathing on the sapphire stone pavement of Jesus Christ, his Torah. And it might it might sound like a lot to you. These things might sound high and you know lofty, and they are high things. These are the high things of God. But anyone, even if you are a child, can learn these things, understand them, and better yet, walk in it. Right? That's the true evidence that you are beginning to understand the concept spiritually is when you begin to walk in it because we walk by faith and not by sight. So where there is a lack of faith in our lives, it oftentimes is because there's a lack of that inner intelligence of the light of understanding the things of God. And how can we obey if we don't understand? So that's also so critical that you understand that this is not complex subject matter. This is for children. The kingdom belongs to children such as these. The divine intellect is mainly in purity. What is written? Wisdom that comes down is first of all pure, innocent, angel-like, childlike, a perfect child. The word comes down as a perfect child in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Every day. So the purity is the most important thing. The purity is the actual covenant of you and Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Savior from your sins and all the things in the earth trying to kill you called the devil. (laughs) Jesus Christ, when he was teaching his apostles how to pray, the devil's in the prayer, which means this will be a daily thing you deal with. He says, give us daily bread and also deliver them from the devil. And then lead them not into temptation. And also forgive those who trespass against you. So you're going to have the trespassing of human beings, the temptations, and the captivity, and all the the works of the devil. So these are major areas that you have to learn how to navigate through. And you can't do it alone. You're going to need a higher wisdom, a holy wisdom, And it's going to come down like a stairway. Heavenly Jerusalem, the promised land of the new covenant, the Bible says it comes down like a scroll. I saw the heavenly Jerusalem. What did you see, Apostle John, Patmos, book of Revelation? I saw Jerusalem above our mother, Galatians 4, come down like a scroll, which means someone's going to learn how to read it in heaven. Someone's going to learn how to take that little scroll, put it in your mouth, sweet in your mouth, Sour in your stomach. Why? Because it's going to circumcise your heart. Amen. (laughs) The reason why it's sour in the stomach, this is something I've pondered for 24 years of studying the scriptures. This revelation, the 66th book book of the Bible, why does it say that that little scroll of revelation was sweet in the apostle's mouth, but then bitter and sour in his stomach? Remember, he had the commandment from the Lord Jesus Christ and his angels to come out of the seven churches of Asia Minor that he was the elder of. 
Okay, he was the apostle, the ruling elder over the entire church. His name is Apostle John, okay, chief apostle of the Lamb. And Jesus said, it's time to come out of the earthly church, Apostle John, and come up into the heavenly church. And when he saw the church of the firstborn in heaven above the sun and repented of the lower forms of divinity under the sun, appearances of divinity. Listen, some of those churches like Sardis had a hundred years of charismatic activity. Jesus Christ said, not one thing you've done in a hundred years pleases me. Okay, so I'm telling you now, the whole earthly church, no matter how charismatic, no matter how glory you think it is, if it's under the sun and it's not in the Father's kingdom above the sun, it's Esau. It's Esau. Christianity under the sun has been given entirely in these days to Esau, and his prince is Samael, the king of hell, the king of the demons. And if you don't believe me, Revelation says that she, earthly Christianity, is the house of every demon spirit above and below. What is that Esau? That's all of hell behind Esau. So it has the appearance of being a covenant person, born of joy, born of Isaac, born of the woman of righteousness, born of Rebekah. But it's not. It's all hell. He despised the birthright. What does it mean to despise the birthright and be Esau? It means to not want to live on the sapphire stones. It's a rejection of the stairway, the ladder, the bridge, and Bethel. It's a rejection of ascending home to God, the protocol of the rungs of the holy angels. It's a complete and total rejection of the messianic kingdom above and the scroll that comes down from it. Come on now. Amen. I thought it would be fun to pull up the Greek on that verse that it would make the stomach bitter. And that word in the Greek there uh, for belly, it means belly or womb. It means figuratively the heart or the matrix, right? And so we know in the Kabbalah, if you've been paying very close attention, maybe you're practicing these things, you may have noticed that the matrix is the Shekinah. Right, we've touched on these things very briefly. There's many layers, so as you go through the master class, there are many levels and layers of revelation hidden in there for you. So you can go through it once, and you're like, yeah, I already heard it, blah, blah, blah. Well, I went into an encounter in a vision in the night uh, this summer with the Lord, and he showed me the words that had already come out of my mouth and teaching, right, what we've already taught you in Joel's bar, in the master class was enough to do a certain thing to your inner man. It was already there. No one has actually walked in it yet. But those words that have already been taught are enough to go beyond anything that has been seen yet. That's not even the new uh, materials coming forth. That's not even the greater revelations coming. That's just what's already been there. So if you knew the value of those things, you may go back and live that scripture that says we need to remind ourselves, right? Let us pay attention all the more to what we've already learned. Why? So that we don't drift away. Not only so we don't just drift away, you don't want to just barely not drift away, but really have a holy focus on the learning, wisdom, and righteousness and living it because the hearing the understanding the obedience is literally going to set your inner man 
on fire. And I watched what it was going to do for the younger, especially for the younger generation that's rising up. That will be the youth army. It's also for the older ones who are the Joshua's and the Caleb's, the Joshua and the Caleb company, right? There is a remnant of a remnant of a remnant, as we say. But uh, I, I watched. It's the remnant of the glory stream. Yeah, and so it's available to you first, right? You're here uh, learning it, but there is a youth army that will come, and when they hear these words, they will be—they will just catch on fire. They will set every—they set the whole world on fire. I remember being at a conference with Bob Jones and Bobby Connor talking about the predestined foreordained sons of God. They both looked at each other and said, "They will be our grandsons, but they'll come from outside of our groups." They won't be in the churches that we itinerate in. They'll be like a remnant outside of our remnant. He was speaking directly about what RLM TV is doing. Amen. So those words that have been spoken, they're already there in the class. So you can go and take them. You can hear them. You could take notes. But until it causes an ignition on the inside of you of the glory uh, then there are places where the word has maybe fallen into thorns and thistles and the cares of this life have choked it out. Or, you know, the hard, the stony places. Maybe there were some wicked birds that came and took the seed and you forgot about it right after you watched the class. So there are layers of mystery uh, even since the beginning of, you know, before we taught righteousness, there were hints to it. Even if you go back to those videos prior to the class, there are hints in some of my older videos when I was in Tifra of Isaiah. Hints that if you can catch it, they're there. Now, if you go into the class of righteousness, there are layers and depths. There are many layers. So you may find that as we teach and bring forth revelation now, as it's being clear, you'll find we've already talked about a lot of those things in the past. Enoch, 1 Enoch 81 verse 1, the archangel said to Enoch, which means youth in Hebrew, so youth army means Enochian, Enoch-like army, okay? So there's a fulfillment to prophecy. So Enoch is commanded in Enoch 81 1 to study each one of the heavenly tablets, okay? This is thousands of years before Moses. Moses wrote down on earthly tablets what Enoch studied in heavenly tablets. The heavenly tablets are the sapphire stones. <laughs> okay, When the Bible says in Psalms that Yadavave named every star in the heavens. It's not just talking about the angels, but their corresponding rungs. The sapphire stones are the angelic spheres. Guys, of all angels. First Enoch tells you what happened to the fallen angels. They're still in the heavens. They have a different ladder. They're in darkness. They can only kill, steal, and destroy. And they're outside the city gates of the heavenly celestial Jerusalem doing what? Stealing light, stealing glory, stealing riches. That's all they want is the left hand of Proverbs 3.16. They don't care about God's eternal life. They only want God's riches and God's glory. So that's how they get it. They get Christians or the covenant people deceived so that no one is going after the things of the Father's kingdom through the necessary protocol 
prescribed in Scripture to get there, the ladder, the stairway, the repentance, the circumcision of heart to be a Jew, to inherit the promises of Israel, Isaac, and Abraham. That's Romans chapter 2 and uh, Luke chapter 2. You've remembered all the promises to our father Abraham in the Mashiach. I am the stairway into what? The promises of Abraham. And you are the children of Abraham. This is the continuous subject matter of the apostles of the Lamb, the Passover Lamb of the Jews. Salvations from the Jews, guys. Our Christianity down here of Esau, Esau is not a Jew. He pretends to be a Jew. He's not a Jew. He rejected being a Jew. He rejected the circumcision. He rejected the Brit, the covenant. He rejected the inheritance of righteousness of Isaac and Abraham. He represents today all Samael, Prince of Rome's Christianity. You will not find a church down here under the sun that is not under the fallen angel prince, king of the demons, Samael. Only in heaven, because the Lord says so in Scripture. Now that is a huge rebuke, but somebody write, that's a huge truth anyhow in the comments. It's not to just condemn and make people feel inadequate. Listen, guys, it's a wake-up call. We love you. We care for your souls. If you are down there under Samael in Esau's Christianity, you're going to have the demons crawling through you like snakes and then don't come to the apostles who teach you righteousness of why you have problems. You're practicing the problem. You're practicing the earthly dust that's the serpent food. Samael's the serpent rider. His name, Samael, which was that demon that tempted Eve in the Garden of Eden to leave the Garden of Eden. His name means serpent rider. And the serpents were given the dust of the earth. God the Father spoke to Samael in the Genesis account and said, You will crawl on your belly and eat dust, dirt, all the days of your life. You know what dust and dirt is? Being under the sun, falling short of the glory in any form, especially in the form that pretends to be good and Christian and, and Jewish and the covenant thing and following the Holy Ghost and I'm praying and I'm fasting and revival, blah, blah, blah. Give me a break, man. If you are not ascending on the rungs, you're not even looking at Jesus. You're practicing strange fire. It's true. We do need prayer and fasting. And it's a wonderful thing. But make sure your eyes are on Jesus. And in Heaven Awaits the Bride with Anna Roundtree that all of you need to read to understand these times, a great prophetic uh, guidepost for these times. Jesus Christ, through his angel, told the prophetess, you're only looking at Jesus if you're looking at the stair, the rung of the stairway that you're currently standing on. And if you raise on the rungs to a certain degree of glory, of understanding God's word shining inside you with the Shekinah glory of God, you get safer and safer. I tell you the truth, the Christians are not safe. We went to a big Christian conference down here in Tampa Bay last night, and it was a Jezebel fest. It was a total demon fest. It was a total Esau fest. And it's just true. I'm telling you, from the Sapphire Stone perspective, even the zeal, all of the stuff. Listen, I was praying. <laughs> I was really interceding for the people with all of my heart from the compassion of God the Father's kingdom of sapphire stones. And when I put my left hand on my belly and close my eyes to pray for everyone's dormant spirit, because they're all bewitched, they're all God outside-minded, none of them have realized the Shekinah in their belly. 
It's all just out here worshiping the air or something. The prince of the power of the air, you know, lift your hands to heaven. No, you need to realize Christ in you, the glory. There's almost no God inside Revelation in the entire charismatic and Pentecostal church. And they're dying under the oppression of the principalities because of it. And don't, don't fight your deliverers who tell you the truth that you're totally deceived about everything because it's true. If you lay hands on your stomach, and when I did that and began to intercede for their spirits to release Shekinah out of their stomachs, for the circumcision to begin to become the new covenant race. They're not circumcised of heart. You have to be God-inside-minded to know Yadavave on the inside to be circumcised of heart. They have no circumcision. They immediately get born again and go into Esau under Samael in Esau's Christianity. Truth, anyhow. Now, when I prayed, it was intense because it felt like I stepped on an electrical cord. I made the video when we came home last night from the conference because I thought I was being electrocuted. I looked down and I looked down. There was a physical arc of lightning, two inches long, coming out of my physical stomach into my left physical hand. And it looked like a Tesla coil of a lightning bolt connecting my stomach to my hand. I said, I just saw the physical lightnings of God. You know what it's going to take to drive out Satan out of these people's stomachs that have them all capped up, not realizing the glory of Christ in them? It's going to take the lightnings of God the Father. His sword, wet my lightning sword, it is written. And in his fingertips of prayer, he releases forked lightning. Jesus Christ is the king of the lightnings. Seal up what the thunders have said. Seal up what the seven lightnings are doing. It is written until the time of the end. Guys, you're in it right now. It's burning. Let the seven lightnings and the seven thunderings, which is the teachings of the Sephirot righteousness that RLM TV is teaching, go forth into your stomachs and release the Shekinah that's dormant in there. That is beginning to rise from the dead. No one rises one rung unless they realize the lightning glory of God in their own bellies. John 7, 38, out of your belly, your stomach will flow rivers of creative power and ability of the Shekinah glory for those who believe the word. So it's not just this external thing of the flesh. It's an internal thing of the inner man first and the flesh second. That's why Jesus Christ said, seek first the kingdom within you, Luke 17, 21. Then the outer world gets taken care of automatically. Amen. Seek you first the Malkut within you. And so it's Jesus's Malkut. There was burn marks on my stomach from the lightning this yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah, we checked it out. I was like, yeah, it's still a burn mark right there. Where the lightning bolt came out yeah. of my belly. There was a lightning bolt mark right on my stomach. Yeah, this you know, this is kind of just speculation at the time, but when all that was going down for a few hours after, I felt a huge heat in my belly in the same place where uh, Brandon's was. And I think that the, it's trying to connect because it's, we're trying, it's like our spirits are trying to connect like a zap, like a, what do you call it? Like, uh, like the cherubim, mm-hmm. uh, because what's going to happen, cherubim of lightning. we're studying the oral tradition of Moses and it says that the that the source how the evil is able to be there is when in the Torah there's separation of male and female now what that means is you have 
uh, the left and the right. You have the male, the female, and then you have God in the middle, right? You might know the basic teaching. Look at the basic teaching. Every relationship of male and female has to have God in the center, right? You cannot have soul ties to just people. Having soul ties to whether it's the opposite sex or, you know, people or whatever, that is a sinful type of a remedy that, you know, you try to prescribe to yourself as your own doctor to make up for a lack of connection to Shekinah. So it's actually illegal to have soul ties to your spouse that's earthly, that's carnal, it's demonic. You must be completely connected to Christ inside of your own spirit. And then if God puts a man and a woman together and you get circumcised, right? What's a, a cosmic Jewish marriage is there, you're circumcised of heart, both of you. And in that, the, the soulmate aspect can only come from when you both enter into that singularity of Christ, which is what? Do you remember from the master class? What is it? That's right. The Yachita, the singularity, the white rose. When you enter into the rose garden, unless you're entering in through the narrow gate of Jesus Christ and you're one with his soul, you'll never be one with a soulmate. It's not possible. You'll always be trying to cling externally to your spouse or to a mate, to a friend, to something that you're trying to grab on and leech off of to satisfy a desire that can only be satisfied with Christ. Now, why is this important? It's about restoring Torah in the world with the authority of God the Father. When the Father's Torah is restored in the world, there can be no more sin, right? Because whenever there was a separation separation of male and female, right? You had Adam and Eve. Oh, there's an angel right here. Ad Adam and Eve separated by Satan's lies. Now, we've talked about this online on Facebook. What is, what is mankind? You're made in the image of what? You're made in the image of God. Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is the Word made flesh. What is the Word? Torah. Jesus Christ is a Torah. So therefore, you are made in the image of Torah, which means letter, shape, vowel point, soul. You have a soul and you have a form. You have the crowns on the Hebrew letters. That's your design, crown, vowel point, souls. Cantillation notes, right? The song he's singing over you, the song he's sung over your life. You know, all of those mysteries are wonderful to look into. That's the image that you're made in. But if the image is defiled, the image is uncircumcised, there's dust, there's dirt, it needs washed, it needs cleansed, it needs healed, it needs the demonic calipot cut away. The crowns are when you go up and you hit Keter and you get the lightning crown of that level. That's the you as a Torah scroll, right? You're a word that God spoke and you came in being. You're made in the image and likeness of Torah. That's why you need to re read it because it'll reprogram you back to the manufacturer's original design. <laughs> Amen. Uh, there's just no other way around it. If you don't love Torah, you're still going after the image and likeness of the uncircumcision, whatever you feel like instead of what God wants to do in your life. So going into the, the whole soulmate thing and can I find my soulmate? Listen, if God gives you a spouse and you get circumcised, I recommend you get circumcised before being married. That's not been available 
until now. So those of you who are single, stop looking for a spouse. Start praying for them. Immediately start praying for them wherever they are. If you have, if you know them yet or not, who they're going to be. But immediately begin to get your circumcisions. Because even if you find that person, you're not going to be able to enter into that singularity of the Achita, of the Lamb of God, which is, you know, it, it meshes, it merges your souls through that narrow point of the singularity of Christ and the Achita, the white rose, the Lamb of God. And Christ is the center of the relationship, literally, not just in your brain imagination because of your belief system. Yeah, the emanations of Shekinah from the sapphire stones of the original design. Torah is not just the story of creation. It is the DNA and the genetics of God creating perfect man, perfect woman, which were twins in the Garden of Eden. So it restores a person into those dimensions. When you read Genesis 1, 2, and 3, our creation story of how man and woman, how we got here on this planet, it's not just the story, oh, what a cool story, we're creationists you know, creationists of Esau, unless you go back into that original design through those words. You understand the difference? Esau will take that and turn it into some Greek knowledge. Oh, I already know Genesis 1, 2, and 3 better than even these guys, these babblers. What are these babblers saying? Listen now. No, you don't. The sapphire stone interpretation is the only place you're a real scholar of Torah. If you're not walking on sapphire pavement, all your knowledge is Greek and demonic killing you down below. It's puffing you up in haughtiness. You're a scholar demon. We need to repent of our haughtiness of knowledge into the humility of the sapphire stones that emanate the Shekinah, the glory, the power of the resurrection of the Mashiach, the, the Lamb of God, to go to his throne. I saw a lamb standing in the midst of the throne, the chayat, the living creatures all around him. Guys, that's where you need to ascend to. That's the center of the heavenly Jerusalem. The people that rise there have obeyed the scroll that came down from there. You look around these days, they don't want to hear that scroll. They want to hear some just zeal about getting saved, getting saved, and then we do the works, then we heal the sick, and we do works, works, works. Workers of iniquity who do signs, miracles, and wonders that don't know him, they have no inner intelligence. They're all of Esau, the nation of Esau, which is called the Edomites. All earthly Christianity is Edom, E-D-O-M. Beware that you are not an Edom, because there's only two nations if you're a born-again believer of Jesus Christ. And don't think, oh, I'm already in the one of Jesus. You're totally deceived. You need to test yourself to see if you're in Israel. The Bible clearly says the goats are Esau, the nation of Edom. Esau's the father of Edom. Jacob, the father of the 12 tribes of Israel, which are the gates of the pearls of great price, the very entry place into the promised land of, of heavenly Jerusalem. So it's, it's night and day. It's literally Esau of Edom, hell Christianity of every single flying demon and crawling demon of heaven and earth, or it's Israel of every holy angel above and holy angel below of Israel. Guys, that contrast needs to happen in your souls, that you become set apart from Esau, set apart from all Edom. Ruth came out of Edom, right? She came out of all of that filth of false Christianity and began to marry 
the Lord Jesus Christ represented in Boaz, and she had to repent of her Edom lifestyle. She had to change her ways. She had to begin to serve the Lord. She had to prostrate herself before the Lord, humble herself before a new Lord. When all these Christians, if you want to exodus, all you lovers of Jesus Christ with all of your zeal for worship and music and all the things that Christians are doing in the earth in these days, if you want to ascend out of where the devil is, of Revelation 12, 12, the Bible says the earth, into where the Father is above the Son in the heavenlies on the sapphire pavement, you will have to divorce all Edomite Samael Christianity. You will have to come out of her, my people, it is written. There will be an extraction of the true who love Jesus in these days. And it won't just be, oh, well, I love Jesus, kumbaya, and we're just down here, I watch. I agree with what you're saying. No, you need to get out of where you are right now in your heart with your inner man. Instead of all this outer man bewitchment attributing everything to the external, we need inner intelligence to save our souls to attach to Shekinah above and begin surfing the heavenly glory. We need to learn how to ascend accurately, biblically, through the framework of Torah. Any ascension group of Christianity in the glory stream, whatever out there, that's not ascending through Torah is a thief and a robber. Jesus Christ, the Torah of the Father. I got it right here. This is John 1.1. In the beginning, before all time, was the Torah, word, Christ. Okay? And the Torah was with Yadevave. God, the Father. And the Torah was the Father Himself. God Himself. One with the Father. Trinity, one God. Yadevave. The Torah is Yadevave. The Shekinah is Yadevave. The Father is Yadevave. One God manifest in a whole escape ladder that comes down, that pure wisdom that comes down. The wisdom's filled with multiple things, the Bible says. The wisdom of the ages will have the glory of God in it. It'll have sound doctrine in it. It'll have the truth in it. It'll have the word in it. And it will also have the provision and the power and the armor, the very armory of God. Literally every single providence from your Father in heaven comes down the path of lightnings. It comes down the sapphire stones. Not so you can have success in earthly whoredom Christianity and Edom down here pretending like we're on fire. Send revival, send revival. No! You ascend to the revival that's never been out, that's never need revival, to the Father's dimension. If you are not ascending to the dimension of the Father, 1 John chapter 5, which is above the Son, you haven't sacrificed one bit of your heart. And you have clung to the earthly, covering yourself with fig, fig leaves, which are the magic spells of Esau and all the demons of hell. And yet we claim to be Christians and we love Jesus and we go to church and we sing Kumbaya. We give offerings to build the tabernacle of Molech and we actually weep and gnash our teeth at the building of the Father's kingdom on sapphire stones. Because almost all Christians, guys, in these days, I tell you the truth now, are in the church of Edom. That is the seven churches of Asia Minor today, because 2,000 years later, he required the repentance unto living in the sun and living on the stars. Bob Jones, the Elijah of the previous generation, said, my generation was the Stone Age. We lived on Black Malkut. We practiced charismatic 
religion. We were down here. We had no grid whatsoever of the heavens. We'd go up into heavens like spies, but always come back down into the wilderness of the earth. This generation is going to learn to live in the heavens all the time and awaken in the heavens and live and occupy the Sephirot, which is the stars that Jesus Christ created for this generation to live on in the fourth day. He created the sun for the government of day, the moon for the government of night, and he also created the stars. And what did he say? Jesus Christ, Genesis 1, it is good. That's red letters. There's red letters in Genesis. Where are they? It is good. That's a red letter. That's Jesus Christ, the creator, speaking there in Genesis 1. Amen. It is good that man live in the heavens. Now, when man lives on the earth and is trampled by the devil, that is very bad. Very, very bad. When Samael is the prince of Christianity of of Edom pretending to be down here in charismatic obedience when they're the greatest witches of all time, that's very bad. It needs to be punished severely. It needs chastisement, correction, scourging, whatever it takes to save these people who are completely and totally bewitched by the principalities operating in earthly instead of heavenly Christianity, which is a different kingdom entirely. Now, the Bible says he didn't start out that way. That's why you got to repent, remember your first love, and also having begun in the spirit, trying to finish in the flesh. Galatians 3.3, 3. amen? Therefore, repent back into the spirit, develop your spirit, go back into the stomach where the Shekinah is dormant right now. The lightnings of God are here. You know why that lightning came? One thing the Lord said, why the lightning manifests is because he said, you will never take out the Kelepot sorceries of the east coast of the USA without lightning. You could be down here in a thousand years of Pentecost revival. It won't do nothing until you bring down the sapphire stone lightnings upon these people in the heavenly rungs of the Klippeth. Look at this. I want you to see this. This is why the lightning's here. Study this chart. This is the chart of your enemy. Your enemy, the ones that had wings are in the heavens. The ones that don't are in the earth. That's in First Enoch. You will never take out the enemy, the fallen angels, the one-third that are still in the heavens, called the red dragon, until you are practicing sapphire stone righteousness with lightnings coming out of your stomachs. Amen. And God's releasing the lightning. He is the provider of lightning. We want to pray for provisions and for money. Pray for lightning. Because when lightning comes, everything Esau has will be transferred to Israel with lightnings. Amen. And it's a familiar story. If you uh, remember cosmic history, angelic history, we'll sing you just a little tune here to jog your memory. What can make the clippeth fall? Nothing but the lightning of the Father. Hey, you remember? They fell like lightning. They fell with lightning. The Father's crown lightning zapped them out of heaven. Get out of here. What's going to be the same downfall? Lightning. So but he's doing it through our crowns as his sons mm-hmm. and daughters. Yep. It's not going to be just him doing it in heaven, pie in the sky mm-hmm. deal. He wants maturity out of us rising into his realms. It'll be our crowns that take mm-hmm. them out. So this is really good. There's a lot of things uh, here to take note of. But just also to whack the bewitchment off of some of you, because some people will see signs and wonders like that. And then they go into a frenzy of witchcraft prayer uh, because of jealousy. And then they go into a frenzy of, I got to 
you know, do, I got to do a ton of Bible. I've got to do a ton of prayer and fasting to like catch up. Let the bewitchment get just whacked off of you and understand the lightning is inside of you because of sapphire stone circumcision. I want to show you this. I've seen this many times in the invisible realm. The last time I saw into that realm and I looked to see how many of our people had lightning, I could see the length of the lightning sword and the, the length of the lightning. It's connected to the sapphire stone circumcisions. So when I looked at each person, I could see the exact measurement of their lightning sword and you can use it like a whip. If it get, once it gets long enough, it's a whip. It's a sword, but it's a whip. You know, that's what it appears like to me when I see it. And I could see, you know, there was some of you at your different heights as you're rising in sapphire stones, you had measurements of lightning, like it would go so high. And then there was someone who like, there was like a, like a little, a little girl on Malkut, you know, that's making her way up tiny little baby lightning, but it was baby lightning. Nonetheless, it was lightning. It was honor to the apostolic in heart and in your word. And sir, you're making your way in circumcision. So when you get circumcised, that lightning is in your sword because he is the lightning sword. If we can take a look at the chart here. Because if your reaction in the dust of the earth or the carnal interpretation of Brandon's, you know, incredible sign and wonder is to externally chase after more and more things, you're only going to drive yourself farther away from walking in lightning. This is the lightning sword. This is the word of God. Now, that lightning is going to build up on the inside of you, and it'll be unveiled within you at the Father's time of your unveiling. But if you continue in bewitchment, circling around Malkut or circling around whatever sapphire stone, and you're not, you know, you're just going into bewitchment again, you're actually going to be dampening the fire, and you're not really getting it. You're not really understanding. So understand this picture here. This is the lightning sword. You can see them uh, when they're all stacked on top of each other in a chart going upward. That's what the path looks like. This is just a side-by-side -side, uh, comparison of the names of the different worlds here. You know, for the aspect ratio that we have. But the connection between the words there. Yep. So that's your sa your sapphire stone sword. Seven world sword on the right. And that's a, uh, that's like the sword. Whoa. Oh. It's the lightning sword of the father. That's his Torah. That's the studying <laughs> of the stone tablets of Enoch 81.1. Study each heavenly tablet. The archangel commanded. I was like trying to talk about an angel's sword that we talked about this week. And I was like rendered unable to speak there for a minute. So probably... Not teach on that right now, but this is incredible, incredible glory. If we can go back to the lightning. This is so important. If you want to walk in lightning, you need to get this. You need to get the bewitchment out of your, get out of your head, out of your mind, and out of the Esau uncircumcised parts of the heart because it is nothing less than realizing the glory Christ inside you. All repentance is the awakening of Shekinah in your stomachs. Simple. And then that Shekinah grows in your stomach when you begin to find 
the body of Christ, the sapphire stone transfigured body of Jesus, the ten worlds that are perfected of Jesus Christ, the Messiah's body, in your inner man. That's what growing from glory to glory is. It's fully awakening within. That's why it's called being engrafted into a tree. Because the tree goes up ten worlds, and beyond the tenth world, where sin is no longer mentioned, where Jesus Christ is seated in the eternity of eternities at the right hand of the Father of glory. Amen. So make sure you're responding in your heart. When the Lord is showing you these things, and He's wanting you to understand this is the path, this is the way. So when someone sees a manifestation, church age mentality is to go run there and go, you know, get the impartation. I need, I need the apostle to lay hands on me. Listen, if you come here and then Brandon lays hands on you, you're not going to have the lightning impartation. You'll have wasted your money, uh, especially if you're, you know, not going based on a Holy Ghost highlight. You're just coming out of strange fire. Now in the church age, they'd be like, oh, there's a revival happening over here. We all got to rush over there. Doesn't mean God's not going to do something, you know, of, of that nature. He may do something, you know, of that nature where people are grouping together, but the whole external running after, oh, there's gemstones falling out of heaven because, you know, they had an external angel and a gemstone angel that was there. So gemstones were falling out, of course, because it was the angel. We've talked about this before. God wants you to become an angel-like son of God. So no more running What's crazy out about that, there. even those with the gemstones, Jezebel still physically killed them. And they suffered mm -hmm. horrible deaths. So the signs and wonders people are freaking Pharisees going after signs and wonders. We need to go after circumcisions to develop the inner man mm -hmm. in Mashiach. That's the only mm -hmm. thing that's going to make it in these days. Right. So the lightnings that we were seeing coming out of the apostles' belly the other day. If you look at these sapphire stones in front of you. Man, there's so much dust and dirt and idolatry and bewitchment in these realms talking about this stuff. Like a thick cloud. So we just release water mm, and prudence water. on the dust just to calm those dust clouds down. It's coming out of the mind. Wash all the dust into the lake of fire. Because I know a lot of people, they tend to want to go conference hopping, running after it. If I could just get the man of God to lay hands on me, if I can just go to the thing and feel the presence. Listen. The emanations of lightning that you saw coming from the apostle's belly came from his beyond seven worlds now, but he has a complete seven world sword set of lightning, fully circumcised, which look at these pictures. You see each one of those spheres? Those are the tablets that Enoch was told to study. Those are the words that came down and were given to Moses on Mount Sinai, the Torah. So... The Ten Commandments below corresponded to the Ten Cosmic Commandments of Genesis 1. And we have that video. If you want to do an in-depth study on that, we have that in the master class. You can go in and check that out. The fulfillment of it is fulfilling the original Genesis 1 commandments, which is only fulfilled in Christ through circumcision of heart as it's written in the New Testament. So when the lightning is coming out of the belly of the apostle, there is no possible way for you to walk in that just by going and doing something, praying and fasting. No amount of praying and fasting will do that for you. You have to sacrifice your actual selfish nature of your own soul 
and go up rung by rung just as we've taught you in the master class. That's what Brennan has paid the price to do. And that lightning exists within him. And God is unveiling him in this time because it's time for that stolen honor to be restored. Amen. And so that's what was near and dear to the Father's heart is honoring Brandon as the apostle of lightning that he is. I know for a long time, a lot of the angels have uh, called him. There's like a lightning. I don't know how it goes in English, but in the angelic tongues, it's uh, like a, a sun of lightning or like white lightning corresponding to the grace. There's so much said, you know, there's so much said in Brandon's soul, pure grace from giving grace and mercy to others that it saturates his entire being with that bright white uh, lightning and even that blue Shekinah lightning with the judgments Right, everything perfect and balanced with truth on display is coming forth. So God is unveiling his son in this time and honoring the price that Brandon has paid, not only to walk in the cosmos, but also to pave the way for the last, you know, fifteen plus years of pioneering to the top of Malkut, which no one else was willing to go through that much savagery of the enemy and warfare, and conquering, and just all the, the betrayal, the slander, the abuse, the intense demonic opposition that it took to pioneer to the top of that mountain, if Brandon had not done that for 15 years, we would not have cosmic righteousness today, because to go cosmic, you first have to get to the top of the mountain, and so if that's you just catching up, you know, Go through, take the class, honor what God has done in the apostle's life. Honor the, the signs, the wonders, the manifestations so you can walk in the way and, you know, put to death the self-nature, put to death the nefesh as we talk about and build up your own lightning sword on the inside. And at the time of your unveiling, God will reveal you. So remember, it's not an external bewitchment. It's an internal enrichment of Shekinah glory. And I want to speak a quick word here on lightning, soulmate, Shekinah glory. For those of you who are either you're looking to have a spouse, you're praying to God, you know, fervently for a spouse, or you are married and you are going up the Sephirot together. On the left-hand side, so you can look at any one of these individual trees here in the diagram, any one of those four. You'll notice on each one, a left pillar, a right pillar, and a middle pillar. The left is the female side. It represents the feminine side. The right represents the male side. And the middle represents God. So in any marriage, for it to be a successful Christian marriage, a cosmic Jewish marriage, Christian marriage, God must be the center. He is the one who emanates the glory. It's his glory. And he says, you know, Father, I've given them the glory. So what kind of union is going to come together in true unity like you've never seen before? To have like a lightning connection, like... When the lightning began to come out of Brendan's belly, 
For hours after, I felt the heat in the same place, and it felt like the Lord showed me the cherubim, the cherubim on the ark. And you can study this. The, the Jewish rabbis have kept records of what it looked like. The ark of the covenant was a cherubim embracing as, a ma- as male and female which is a depiction of this design. He created them male and female. You have Adam and Eve. He's restoring the angelic nature. So for an angelic nature in the sons of God to be in a marriage relationship, your angelic cherubic nature is being restored through purity and through righteousness. So what you'll see there is how Are each one of these sapphire stones connected? Pure lightning. And what is the cause of evil? Of the source and the cause of all evil in the world according to the oral tradition of Moses, the wisdom of Moses? It's the separation of male and female, which means Torah, which you're made in the image of. God gave the dominion of earth to man. So the the vision and the life on earth is messed up because of the separation of the Torah, three pillars, not being connected by lightning Shekinah. So as we go up through circumcision, when it's circumcised, the lightning flows. When it's uncircumcised, it's darkness. It's dust or it's stolen light if it's a membrane. So as we go up, they all come together through union with the Godhead. And so for a male and a female to both do this, that is the reverse and the beginning of the reverse of the curse of the fall of Adam and Eve to be restored to the image of Torah and lightning Shekinah. I thought it was really fascinating how the cosmic tree of life, Jacob's ladder, which is the tree of life, the circumcised rungs in our heart, is the ingraftation into the cultivated olive tree of Israel. That's Romans 11. Ingraftation of a tree into another tree takes 10 years. Why 10 years? Because there's 10 worlds. Amen. How long is it going to take you? It probably won't take you 10 years if you're hungry and thirsty for righteousness enough, but you have to be willing to give up everything of your inner intelligence and uh, obviously repentance of all externalism. If you are clinging to anything outside you, I mean, you're not even baptized in water yet. The water baptism of Christianity represents the repentance of the outer man. Now, the inner man repentance is the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Spirit leads you from glory to glory, it is written. So even though we're once baptized in water, we often then begin to attach ourselves to the dirt and the dust and the idols of the natural realm around us. We begin to attach ourselves to the altars of nature, which is the serving of demons. We need to repent from all idols. What does John say? The very last words of 1 John, little children, keep yourselves free from idols. What is freedom? No idols in the heart, which means nothing attached externally. I don't care what it is. It can't be anything you think is good, bad, or ugly. It can't be a human being. The Bible forbids you being attached to family members externally. You attach to Christ in you. 
Now the divine covenant works and you emanate Shekinah to human beings, which is called first love. That's what true love is, is the emanations of the word by it's not lightning. having idols. First love is lightning. Yeah, that's a good sign. So most marriages have no love in them whatsoever. No They'll lightning. have Christian Esau activity. It'll be works-based, the compromise-based. Strange fire sparks that fizzle out after the first, you know, couple That's of years. That's why they need to keep going to counseling and keep going to conferences <laughs> and doing blah, 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 blah. When you're on the sapphire pavement, the lightning of God is so strong. That's the glue that holds you together. That's the original design. That's the genesis of man and woman. Mm -hmm. And if you're not ascending the Genesis Torah commandments, there's no chance anything it's written in the word will ever work for you because you're going around the word. It's I have come to do your will, my father. And when that's cultivated in both the male and the female, that's the only chance you have of a successful Shekinah marriage. Now, I want to read this for judgment on Edom here, just exactly as the apostle has been speaking in the book of Obadiah. When I first encountered the door of Enoch, Obadiah was one of the first saints that I saw come through the door. Before I went through the door, I would hear people on the other side of the door, and I didn't really know what to do about the door. I didn't understand it. But then they started to come through the door and speak to me uh, from the cloud of witnesses. And so Obadiah, this is really fascinating, in verse 16, starting in verse, verse 16, for as... You, Edom, have drunk upon the mountain of my holiness, desecrating it in the wild revelry of the destroyers. So shall all the nations drink continually in turn of my wrath. Yes, they shall drink, talk foolishly, and swallow down the full measure of punishment, and they shall be destroyed as though they had not been. But on Mount Zion, think sapphire stones, standing on the moon clothed in the sun. But on Mount Zion, in Jerusalem, there shall be deliverance for those who escape, and it shall be holy. And the house of Jacob, the house of the sun, shall possess its own former possessions. The house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame. But the house of Esau shall be stubble. Rubbish. <laughs> Amen. They shall kindle and burn them and consume them. There shall be no survivor of the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken it. That's YHVH. That's, that's awakening. That's the great awakening when that happens. Amen. They of the south, the Negev, shall possess Mount Esau. And they of the lowland, the land of the Philistines, they shall possess the land of Ephraim. And the fields of Samaria and Benjamin shall possess Gilead across the Jordan River. And the exiles of this host of the children of Israel, who are among the Canaanites, shall possess Phoenicia as far as Zarephath, and the exiles of Jerusalem who are in Sepharad shall possess the cities of the south and Negev. And deliverers shall go up on Mount Zion to rule and judge Mount Esau, and the kingdom and the kingship shall be the Lord's. Amen. That's it. The kingdom is the Lord's. Going up Mount Zion, ascending the sapphire stones, inner man circumcisions. Repent of all your external religious filth. Mm -hmm. It's all Esau. Get into inner man circumcisions. Your inner man will control your outer man to do the works that please the Holy Ghost. It begins with finances. 
overcoming mineral level circumcisions. We can no longer bring Esau in the Tower of Babel, which is Esau's, our donations and our offerings. In ignorance, most Christians today are bringing their donations, their tithes, and their offerings into the Edomite kingdom. Repent from all the support of the sorcerers and dogs and start supporting the Torah scrolls that come down from the heavenly Jerusalem with the 24 elders of the 12 apostles of the Lamb and the 12 tribes of Israel, which we represent entirely in this ministry. And that is the truth. And let the angels confirm it to all your hearts and minds and let the glory come out of your stomachs and just whack your heads and your thoughts, feelings, and emotions with God's kingdom so that you can be a part of it in these days and everything he's doing. For it is mighty and it is very, very great. And it's an honor for all of you to be a great part of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys Tuesday. Ladies and gentlemen, gather around, for today we embark on a journey of purpose and passion, a journey that transcends generations and connects us all through the power of shared dreams. We stand at the crossroads of opportunity and destiny with the chance to weave a story that will resonate for years to come. In the heart of Florida, where the sun kisses the earth with its golden warmth, there lies a vision waiting to be realized, the dream of RLM TV a beacon of inspiration, a lighthouse of creativity, yearning for a broadcasting facility to call home. Today, I am before you not merely as a speaker, but as a messenger of possibility, as we collectively turn the pages of destiny and script a tale of support and unity. Imagine a place where ideas dance on the airwaves, where voices echo with authenticity, and stories unfold like petals in a poetic bloom. RLM TV envisions such a space, a broadcasting facility that breathes life into narratives, amplifies unheard voices, and unites communities through the eternal thread of righteousness. Now more than ever, we find ourselves in a moment where the power of media can shape perceptions, challenge norms, and spark change. As Joel's army, we carry the torch of experience, the wisdom etched in the lines of our journey. It is our time to contribute to a legacy that goes beyond us, to invest in a space that will be the canvas for the artists of tomorrow. Let us come together, not just as donors, but as architects of a shared dream. Each contribution, whether large or small, is a brick in the foundation of a facility that will stand as a testament to our collective commitment to Jesus Christ's holiness, scholarship, and humility. In the tapestry of life, we have the opportunity to weave a vibrant and rich thread, creating a masterpiece that generations to come will marvel at. Today, I urge you to be a part of this masterpiece. Let us pool our resources, not just for a broadcasting facility in Florida, but for a legacy that transcends the boundaries of time. As we open our hearts and pockets, let us remember that our investment is not just in bricks and mortar, but in the power of divine connection, in the ability of the eternal gospel to bridge gaps and build bridges that we may become the stairway from heaven to earth. Together we can make RLM TV's dream a reality, and in doing so we contribute to a cultural landscape that reflects the redemptive strength of our entire generation. 
Thank you for being the custodians of dreams, the stewards of change, and the architects of a future where RLM TV's broadcasting facility stands tall, a testament to the power of unity, creativity, and the unwavering spirit of righteousness in our generation. Amen.